Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to mini episode 295 of Real Life Ghost Stories and I have two spooky stories for you today and the last story comes from the 26th of June 2023 and story number one comes from Jan. I'm a sceptical believer. I've had a number of experiences but I always wonder are they phenomena that just aren't explainable at this point in time. My first experience was at the age of eight. I used to go to a dance class in my local community centre, which was also an old 18th century house. The dance teacher's rule was that at the end of the class, she would count us all, making sure we were all accounted for, and the last person out pulled the door closed. One dusky evening, I was last. We were all definitely outside, so I turned to close the door, looked across the entrance hall, and as I did, very clearly saw the shadowy figure of a young girl sitting on the end of the bench, directly opposite, facing in my direction. My heart leapt into my throat, and I just knew that what I was seeing was somehow wrong. I banged the door shut and said nothing. About 12 years ago, I was working in the kitchen of a cafe, which was housed in an old historical factory building. My daughter worked there part-time, as did my oldest friend. One day we were cleaning up. I was on wash-up and my friend and daughter were drying and putting away. I had washed the stainless steel teapots and put them on the drainer, was chatting with my back to the other two, and suddenly heard a crash from behind me and then silence. I turned around to ask who the Butterfingers was, to see two stunned faces. One of the teapots had somehow levitated horizontally about four or five feet across the kitchen and dropped to the floor. Yeah, we finished up ASAP that day. Another day the same thing happened with a beaker of pens I had just put on a shelf at eye level. It didn't tip over, just levitated a couple of feet and dropped. I know you might think, why the hell didn't she run away? And honestly, I don't know. I guess that stubborn thought that it was something that couldn't yet be explained was still going around in my head. I had another experience as I was there on my own one evening. I know, I know, what was I thinking? Prepping for the next day's baking. I was standing at the worktop, rolling out and cutting the pastry I had just made, when I felt someone or something breathe on my neck. Now that freaked me out. I was out the door, rang my husband to come and meet me, and got him to stay with me while I finished up. That dance teacher knew what was up, man. Oh, I'm going to count you all, and then the last person out has to close the door, etc. That dance teacher was like, I am not being the last person in this room. That's what was happening there. I see through you, dance teacher, sacrificing the young ones, (laughs) and being like, well, if I'm not the last one, 
I can't be possessed by a demon, so happy days. I feel like, Jan, you did the right thing. You know, that you saw the shadowy figure of a young girl sitting on the end of the bench. And you just went, mm, I feel like something's really wrong with this situation. Slam the door shut. The end. Easiest way to deal with it. I wonder if other people had experiences in that particular room or in that building, in that studio. I'd love to know. Because I often don't think that these situations happen in isolation. I think we feel like they happen in isolation. But I do think that other people experience things and just don't talk about it. Don't address it. Don't want to bring it up or too embarrassed to talk about it or worried that people are going to take the mick out of them. I am glad that when you were working in that kitchen that you had witnesses to what happened. That other people physically saw the stainless steel teapots levitating across you know, four or five feet and then falling to the floor. And similarly then when you had that experience with the pens, you know, you could feel like, I'm not going crazy. This has actually just happened. Although I would be out the door. Sorry. You know, bakery, no bakery, cafe, no cafe. I'm out. I'm gone. I'm seeing you later. Not doing this. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And story number two comes from Lauren. When I was nine years old, my family moved across the world from the US to a city in Indonesia for work. I thought it was so cool. At the time, our family was just my mom, dad, me and my brother, who was about four at the time. The house was very open design-wise. It had high ceilings, a loft that looked down into the living room, and the bedrooms all had sliding doors instead of the regular kind. It also had tile floors, which are common in houses there. But that meant that the space was quite echoey, since we didn't have much furniture and every sound bounced off the tile floors, high ceilings and open spaces. My parents had the big room, which was just across the hall from mine, and my brother's room, which we shared. As you can imagine, this was a time of a lot of upheaval, uncertainty and excitement, as we were all in a new country, learning a new language and making all new friends and connections. We found out there were two other expat families living down the street from us, and we became friends with them. They had kids mine and my brother's ages, and they went to the international school nearby, which I was enrolled in for the fourth grade. Life began to settle down. We were making friends, picking up the language fairly quickly and hanging out with a lot of other families in the neighbourhood. I don't remember much of the summer we moved in, but I remember very vividly one of the first weeks of school that year. It was a Friday. I remember because we had physical education that day and I had to wear my gym uniform to school. I'd fallen asleep reading the BFG by Roald Dahl, which for whatever reason, I remember really creeped me out. 
Giants sneaking around at night and stealing kids to eat? Yikes. I had had a horrible nightmare. In the dream, I was babysitting a pair of twins, but when I peered into their crib, their bodies were cold, grey, lifeless and bloated. My heart felt icy and cold from the shock of realising that they were dead. Suddenly, the mother comes home with long black hair obscuring her face and she starts screaming, Where are my babies? I'm looking down at the dead babies in the crib and suddenly their eyes open, pale and blue and unseeing, and they began to sing. I start running and the mother chases me around the house with extended arms, screaming and reaching for me. My eyes shoot open from my dream and I am wide awake. The light in my bedroom is on and the rest of the house is dark. My bedroom door is open and my brother in the bed against the wall with the door in it is sleeping silently in a bundle. My heart is racing from my dream. I sit up slowly in bed, trying to calm my heart rate and breathe more slowly. I look at the clock hung on the wall above my dresser and it is 4am sharp. The ticking of the clock was so loud one moment and seemed to be drowned out by silence the next. I shivered and huddled under my blankets suddenly cold. I decided to call out for my dad because he is the lightest sleeper in the house. Seriously, a paper rustling in a gentle breeze would wake up this man. And I can see across the hall into his bedroom. Both our doors are open, so I call out once. Dad? My voice cracks from fear and from just waking up. I clear my throat and try again. Dad? I was quite loud that time, but nothing. No stirring. I decided to try one more time. Dad? I cut off mid-yell as I watch a tall, hooded, shadowy figure take wide steps down the hall, passing in front of my open door. As it passes my door, its head swivels quickly and looks directly at me, not breaking stride. I wanted to scream, but nothing comes out. I sit paralysed in fear for what seems like ages, staring out into the hallway, waiting for the figure to come back. Nothing happens. Finally, I shake myself and tell myself, it's because of the dream you had. You're just scared. There's nothing out there. I look at the clock. It's nearly five, an hour and a half before I have to get up and get ready for school anyway. So in a miraculous burst of bravery, I decide to get out of the bed. I make my way to the dresser and put on my gym clothes. I even dare myself to do it with my back to the door, just to spite the shadowy figure and show that I wasn't really scared. I put on my clothes and once I was dressed, something catches my eye. I look over at the corner of my bed and I notice something is off. Something about what I'm seeing isn't quite right. And I can't put my finger on it. Suddenly I realise what it is. The foot of the bed is hovering about a foot off the floor, as if someone were holding it up. As soon as I realised it was floating, it fell to the floor with a loud bang. I scream, run into my parents' room and wake them up, sobbing and telling them about my dream, the figure and the bed. I fully expect my parents not to believe me, but they look at each other and suddenly hugged me and began to pray over me and the house for protection. When I got older, I remembered that night and brought it up with them. I asked, half laughingly, what was up with that? Did it even really happen? They looked at each other again and then nodded at me. My mom began to tell me that on days when my dad wasn't at home because of work and me and my brother were at school, my mom would hear footsteps in the house and singing and laughing. 
and sometimes the guitars and piano we had would play by themselves. She said one night she was sleeping and she woke up in the middle of the night. There was a figure laying on my dad's pillow, but he was out late working. When she realised it wasn't my dad, the figure jumped up and laid on top of her and held her tongue so she couldn't speak. My mother is a highly religious and spiritual person, and she said she kept thinking, if only I could speak the name of Jesus, I would be free. But then she couldn't do it with the figure holding her tongue. Finally, she said Isa, which is the Indonesian version of Jesus. And when she pronounced the name, the figure leapt off her and fled the room. My dad said he would see figures prowling outside our windows, smell foul odours that floated around the house and hear strange singing at night. But then they started to talk about what they had heard from other families in the neighbourhood. One of the families said they'd wake up with all the taps and showers on. The others said that one night the parents woke up and went to check on their sleeping kids and found their son suffocating because the bed sheets were twisted in a literal hangman's noose around his neck. They had found him just in time. And all of us had seen the shadowy figures walking around our houses. I don't have any answers for this. There's no real conclusion to the story. It was just spooky and odd and bizarre that it was happening to multiple families in the neighbourhood. I don't know if our house was haunted or the neighbourhood or if it was our families. I was taught not to believe in ghosts, although I do now as an adult, but my family believed in demons and the heavy feeling and the types of dreams we were dreaming and the things that we were seeing definitely led me to believe it was not a lost soul but some kind of evil spirit. Lauren, how exciting to move across the world to Indonesia from the US. What an amazing thing to do, just as an aside, what an amazing thing to do as a family. What an experience. And it sounds like lots of weird things were happening in that house, but also in that area, which is so strange. I found the BFG really scary too. I absolutely loved it. Loved it. have read it about a bazillion times, but I did also find it scary. And the image of all of the giants underneath those helicopters bound up, it honestly just sticks in my head. But I also love when Sophie is asleep inside the velvety fold of the ear of the BFG, which, you know, that brings me great joy. So it swings and roundabouts, really. That dream of the babies in the crib sounds absolutely terrifying. And then being chased around by this mother who is desperately looking for her children with her hair over her eyes, again, sounds absolutely terrifying. But then it doesn't end there, right? You wake up, see this cloaked figure... I always wonder with stories like this, right? And I'm I'm really sorry that I'm going to say this and it might mess some people up. When these things happen at night time and you wake up and people witness them, which, you know, doesn't happen all the time, but happens quite rarely in relation to the general population. What if it's happening all the time when we're asleep and we just don't know about it? Like when I'm in bed, are there hooded figures just roaming around my house? I mean, if there is, make yourself useful do the hoovering, whatever. And if there isn't, brilliant. It's so strange, the idea of you getting out of bed, turning around and realising that something is wrong. And I think we've all had a situation like that, not necessarily paranormal, where you look at something and you think, oh, that's off, but I'm not entirely sure how or why, and you can't quite figure it out. But to see the foot of your bed hovering about a foot off the floor, like that's wild. What is going on there? I am glad, however, that your parents embraced you, looked after you, validated your feelings 
And then as they got older, we're able to say, look, these are the things that these are the things that happened to us. And while I don't necessarily believe in demons, as it were, in the traditional sense, I, you know, I think that if there's going to be spirits that are knocking around the place, yeah, maybe some of them will have ill intentions. And it sounds like these spirits, whatever they were, this spirit, I don't know, definitely had ill intentions. What an absolutely terrifying story. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Jan and Lauren for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story came from the 26th of June. You will have to forgive this episode being slightly shorter than normal. Yet again, I have a cold. It's not COVID this time, but I have a cold and it's making recording difficult voice wise. So I've had to keep this episode a little bit shorter and hopefully uh, Sunday's main episode will be absolutely fine my voice will be back to normal thank you so much for listening and if you would like to send in your story you can do so by emailing it to Podcast at gmail.com you can check out the website at reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com and if you are desperate for some extra content you can subscribe to the patreon that is patreon.com forward slash stories, where for five dollars a month or two dollars a month you get access to heaps of extra content as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free And on that note, I shall see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.